Lecture topic: Molding the mind. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa sunatu wa salamu ala ibadhi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. ولولا إذ دخلت جنتك قلت ما شاء الله لا قوة إلا بالله صدق الله العظيم. The ayat of the Quran Sharif that was recited is one portion of Surah Al-Kahf. Over the past few weeks there have been some discussions about the surah. So today we will be discussing one incident, one conversation that Allah Ta'ala mentions in the surah. And the entire Quran Sharif is Hidayat. Quran Sharif is not just for storytelling. Quran Sharif is not just for some pastime, for some bedtime stories it is ibrad every ayat of the Quran Sharif is for taking a lesson it is meant for our hidayat and guidance so in this ayat of the Quran Sharif in this entire ruku almost Allah Ta'ala mentions a conversation a conversation between two people one person his mindset was the mindset of dunya very materialistic completely materialistic mindset and the other person was a person with a dini mindset now this mindset is an extremely important aspect because the mind is the mold and the kind of mold that is the shape that will come out on the other side we might have seen sometimes maybe something being made at home, some biscuits being baked or whatever, so before that baking process now it's being put through some mold. So now the kind of mold, if it's some flour, it will come out as a flour. So that dough is all, just one lump of dough, but when it goes through that mold, it will come out in that shape. <coughs> many, many products are made out of plastic, so it all goes through a mold. The kind of mold, that's the shape that product will come out in. So the mind is also a mold and everything will get processed through this mold and Allah forbid if that mold is materialistic then anything and everything that will go through that mold it will come out in that shape the shape of how to try and just amass dunya to the extent that if a person is in the graveyard, he's in the Qabristan, he's come to attend a Janaza. He's come to attend a Janaza, that is the time that now he should be most focused towards remembering his own death. Whereas this is something to be done all the time, every day, he should be remembering his death. And there are many, many times in the day when we have been taught so many different du'as, masnoon du'as, du'as at Nabiya Kareem Wasallam recited on those relevant occasions as a lesson to us to also learn these du'as and these become a reminder for our akhirat the last thing that Nabi Kareem did when he went to bed 
among the du'as he recited, he put his hand on the right hand under his right cheek and lay on his right side and he recited, Allahumma qini azabak, yawma tab'atu ibadak. Ya Allah, save me from your punishment the day you will resurrect all your servants. Nabi Kareem Salaam Ma'asum, sinless. There was no question of any punishment for him. But he's teaching us that when you're going to bed, remember one day you might not wake up in this dunya. You will then wake up on the day of Qiyamah. So remember your death. So now so many occasions remember death. Now a person has come to the Qabristan, come to the graveyard. He's attending a Janazah Salah. It's somebody he knew well. It's some relative, some friend, some associate. He can see the person now being lowered into his grave. But if that mindset is materialistic, then even in such a situation, such a, such a place and time, something will catch his eye, which will make his mind run, that probably this is the good thing to invest in. Something somebody is wearing, something somebody has in his hand maybe, something he saw around, mashallah, this tree looking very nice, people are all seeming to admire it, but as the Qabristan is not the place for trees, nevertheless, that, this is probably the thing now to invest in, this might be a, even in that place and time, his mind will be running about how to still make more of dunya, rather than at that time becoming conscious of his own death. So in any case, this is the importance of that mindset, because the mindset is the mold, everything will go through that mold. So now this conversation Allah Ta'ala is mentioning in the Quran Sharif, <coughs> Allah Ta'ala says, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلَيْنِ Nabi Kareem is being told, these mushrikeen, they don't want to come and associate or be close to those who are poor, those who are down and out in terms of dunya, because they are feeling themselves to be high and mighty. So give them the example and narrate to them this incident, وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلَيْنِ Mention to them the incident about these two people. Who are these two people? These are two people in the Bani Israel. Some Mufassirin say they were brothers who inherited something from their father, now they distributed it, and now the rest of the incident then continues. Some say they were business partners who dissolved the partnership, each one took his share and went on. So Nabi Kareem Salaam is now being told that you relate this incident to them. وَضْرِبْ لَهُمْ مَثَلَ الرَّجُلَيْنِ جَعَلْنَا لِأَحَدِهِمَا جَنَّتَيْنِ مِنْ أَعْنَابِ وَحَفَفْنَاهُمَا بِنَخْلِ وَجَعَلْنَا بَيْنَهُمَا زَرْعَا so now these two brothers now, or these two partners, they distributed whatever their portions were. So one of them invested it in two gardens. And the other, as the different occasions came, he started spending it in charity, in causes of goodness, in deen. Somebody was in need, he helped him. There was some cause of deen, he spent some there. And he went on in this way, in short time, that got exhausted, it was finished. And the other person now, he invested it in two gardens, no harm in investing it in some halal avenue. Allah hasn't forbidden that. But then what, what is done with that then? How does that direct a person's life? Does that become the purpose of his life? Or does that become a means to earn what Allah has talked out for him, that you focus the, yourself towards the akhirat, use it for your needs of dunya, but earn your akhirat with it, what does it become? So now the one person now already spent everything in the path of Allah Ta'ala. So, he was in a little bit of a difficulty, so he thought about, well, maybe my brother will help me. So he came along to ask for some necessity, some need. 
So he said, what, what you did with all your wealth? Everything that you, your share, what you did with it? He said, well, it got spent in various different causes of deen. So he said, what? Really? You're a believer? Very sarcastically. You believe in this hereafter? One was not a believer, the other was a believer. So the person now with this materialistic mindset had no iman also. He said, you actually believe all this? Any case, come. Come, let me show you what I did. So now he brought him along. So Allah Ta'ala first describes now what Allah gave him. We gave him two of these vineyards and surrounded by date palms. Now this was like a very very big thing in that time. This was the most precious commodity. And then further Allah says in the midst of it we planted all this, grow, grew all this vegetation for him. And then a stream flowing in between it also. Everything found. The water is available in abundance. And now these crops are growing. And now these gardens are giving their abundant fruit and vegetation and crops. Everything is found. Now he brings his brother along. And he says, come. See what I got? See how much I have? What you have now? I have more wealth than you. Look at my manpower. Look at the workforce I have. Look at everything that's happening around here. Now this is the first disaster of this mindset. The mindset which is of dunya. That then the focus comes towards me, I. My expertise, my skill, my doing and all my acumen. Everything about me. And this is where shaitan started off from. This is where Iblis became Iblis. When Allah Ta'ala commanded him that you make sajda towards Adam alayhi salatu salam. Ana, ana khayrum min. I am better than him. Now this is the same Iblis's legacy. So now can you see what I have? All this mind. Ana aktharu min kamala wa a'azzu nafara. Now that pride, that haughtiness, that arrogance, this is that mindset. This is what it creates. And then Allah Ta'ala says, وَدَخَلَ جَنَّتَهُ وَهُوَ ظَالِمُ لِنَفْسِ Now he came into this garden of his, into this empire of his. But in a condition that he is now oppressing himself because he forgot Allah Ta'ala. Now when he's looking at everything, he's looking at everything having forgotten Allah Ta'ala. قَالَ مَا أَظُنُّ أَن تَبِيدَ هَذِهِ أَبَدًا I don't think this will ever perish. Now this is the other disaster of this mindset. Okay, dunya is dunya now. There are some ups and downs. But in my lifetime, this empire will come to an end. Not, ima- not imaginable. This is enough for several generations. Where can this ever get com- perish in my lifetime? Out of the question. Now that becomes the result of this mindset where the mindset is of dunya, that the person forgets Allah Ta'ala. And he forgets the power and might of Allah Ta'ala. And he forgets that this is all nothing, is not a speck of dust in this entire creation of Allah Ta'ala. And the speck of dust can just get blown away in one moment also. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us.
from all the trials and tribulations and calamities and hardships. But the lesson in all this is never to forget Allah Ta'ala. And never to become proud and haughty and arrogant over these material things. And feel we can conduct ourselves anyhow because of some material power and might. So we can talk to anybody anyhow. We can treat anybody anyhow. This is the disaster of this mindset. So now he came in and he's now talking to his brother or ex-business partner and he's saying to him, look what you have, look at what I have. All this will, I don't ever think it will even perish. You're talking about you invested it in the hereafter. You are investing it for your afterlife. I don't believe in such a thing, Nauzubillah. What is this afterlife you're talking about? In any case, if supposing there is such a thing, he's in this pride of his wealth, of his power, his might, his influence, his position. He's talking in that, that intoxication. So in that intoxication he's talking, he's saying that, look, if supposing there's such a thing like the afterlife, there's supposing there's something like Qiyamah coming, and then there's, after Qiyamah there's still Jannat or Jahannam. So if there is all this, then وَمَا أَظُنُّ السَّاعَةَ قَائِمًا وَلَئِرْ رُدِدْتُ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي لَأَجِدَنَّ خَيْرًا مِنْهَا مُنْقَلَبًا If I ever return to my Lord, then I will get better on that end. Because if I have it better than you here, then why I will be worse off there? If I was the enemy of Allah Ta'ala, then why will He bless me and punish you? If you think you're very good and pious, you're doing righteous deeds, you spent your wealth for the akhirat, then if that was the case, why will Allah punish you? Meaning punish, now that was in big inverted commas, what was his understanding of punishment? That a person didn't have any material resources. And his gauge of success, the yardstick by which he is measuring success, is dunya. That the person who has more dunya, more material things, more worldly power and influence, that he's, he's successful and if the person is seeming down and out then obviously this person failed but that is the same mold the materialistic mindset that mold so every thought comes out that the criteria of success and failure also comes through that mold the yardstick to measure what is success comes through that mold now so now what is the measure of success dunya. So if I am now sitting at the top of it all, then obviously I am successful. And if you are down and out, then you are unsuccessful. This is the disaster of this mindset. And while a person without iman, what else can be expected? This is how he's going to think. This is how he's going to process everything in terms of how to judge what is success and failure. But Allah forbid sometimes a person who has iman and who has that belief that the success of dunya is really nothing, it's the success of akhirat. And the ultimate success is, وَرِضْوَانٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ That the one who has gained Allah Ta'ala's pleasure, he is successful. That is the greatest success. That is the ultimate success. Person who has that iman also. But that iman is weak. As a result, this gets forgotten. It goes somewhere in the back of the mind. And the same words, the kind of statements, the kind of that same processes now go through of that kind of mindset 
and similar sentiments are expressed. Those kind of, that thinking is now expressed. That, well, what is the criteria of success? So now if a person now has, for example, a few sons, one son is very, very engrossed in earning dunya, and the other one is more inclined to getting his deen in order. He's doing his necessary things in dunya also. This fellow is a liability. He's also, mashallah, earning his halal risk. He's not now wasting his time in something else. He's earning his halal risk, but he's more concerned about building his akhirat. So many a father sometimes says that this is a liability. This person is not even leading his salah. In the time of salah also, his business is more important to him. He says, no, this is a successful person. Now where did that thinking come from? From that same mold, that mindset. The mindset where dunya became the purpose of life. So now this is all his ideology that he is now expressing. Allah wa ta'ala now gives us the next part of this. That now the friend of his or that brother of his who was now down and out, but now he is also looking at all this story. So he says to him, قَالَ لَهُ صَاحِبُهُ وَهُوَ يُحَاوِرُهُ أَكَفَرْتَ بِالَّذِي خَلَقَكَ مِنْ تُرَابِ ثُمَّ مِنْ نُطْفَى ثُمَّ سَوَّاكَ رَجُلًا he says, what are you talking about? You're talking about me, I, my, and everything about you, this, this disaster that has befallen you of the self-admiration, this ego has bloated up so much because of what you see in terms of your material things. Have you denied that being who created you from dust? And then from a drop of semen, you forgot your inception? What you had, what role you played in all this formation, in all the various phases of life that you went through, and then was finally born as a helpless baby who couldn't clean himself and couldn't feed himself. What you did in all this? You forgot your own inception, you are becoming so proud and haughty now suddenly is me, my, I. Have you forgotten this? And you forgot who created you? ثُمَّ مِن نُطْفَةٍ ثُمَّ and then who fashioned you in this insan, this perfect human being. You forgot, but for me, my Rabb is everything. Allah is my Rabb. And I will never ascribe any partners to Allah Ta'ala. I won't even think it's mine and me and I. I will turn everything and attribute it to Allah Ta'ala alone. And therefore he then goes ahead to advise him. Why did you not do this rather? That you entered this empire of yours. In his case now it was these gardens. You entered this empire and didn't think about it as your doing. Didn't think about it as your expertise. And as your business acumen. And your intelligence and whatever else. Why did you exclaim... This is what Allah had willed. This has happened by the will of Allah Ta'ala alone. This is at the very heart of Tawheed. Our entire being rests on this pillar of Tawheed. This is the very essence of the Surah Kahaf. Why did you attribute it? Allah's will this is. It only has come into existence and fruition because Allah Ta'ala willed it. Had it not been the will of Allah Ta'ala, all my efforts, my intelligence, 
my whatever, nothing will have achieved anything. But Allah Ta'ala willed it, therefore it has come into existence. La quwwata illa billah. There is no power but with Allah Ta'ala. Then he goes on to make him understand reality. She talking about all this, your achievement and whatever else, and what you have amassed and what you have and what you don't have, and you even gone to that extent where you feel that this is never going to perish in your lifetime. And you look at others, looking down at others. In tarani ana akalla minka mala wawalada faasa rabbi ayyutiani khairam min. That if you're looking down at me, that I have nothing, I have less than you in terms of material possessions, and I have less than you in terms of manpower and children and whatever else, it is possible, it is possible that Allah Ta'ala could turn, turn the tables. Allah Ta'ala has the power to do everything. Dunya is a changing place. Dunya is not a place where changes don't take place. Rather, dunya comes from this very same essence. It keeps changing. So Allah Ta'ala could turn the tables. Allah Ta'ala could grant me better than what you have. And as far as your empire is concerned, remember reality, remember reality, take a lesson from history. Allah Ta'ala could bring about a disaster for Yurusila Aliya Husbanam Minas Sama. For Tusbiha Sa'idan Zalaqa. Allah could bring about a calamity to come down from the heavens and it will leave this like a barren place of barren land. You are gloating over all this, Allah Ta'ala could leave it like a barren land. Giving him advice. But he ignored it. Bringing him to come to reality. But he just didn't take any heed. Allah Ta'ala gave us the Quran Sharif. Gave us these incidents in the Quran Sharif. For us to take lessons. That look, don't do what he did. What happened now? Eventually what happened was وَأُخِيْتَ summary. Allah Ta'ala says finally all this gardens and everything was overwhelmed with calamities. One thing after the other. One loss after the other. One problem after the other. And gradually everything got perished. Everything perished. Everything got destroyed. Now he stood there wringing his hands in despair and grieving over what he invested in it. But it's all now in gone, finished history over. Now he's wringing his hands in despair over what he spent, what he invested in it. And now he is lamenting. How I wish I had not committed shirk and ascribed partners with my Rabb. Now after the damage is done now. After the damage is done now what's going to... Well if a person still while life is there he came to his senses and turned to Allah Taala, brought Iman then his Akhirat is still saved. But the lesson we don't know when life will go. We are all here today, we don't know when we are going to leave this. And when we leave, we will take nothing and go. What we will take is our Iman and Amal. There was a person known as Sikandar Azam, who is termed as Alexandra the Great. So he had given some wasiyat. He was one of the four people who ruled over the entire world. One of the four people in history who ruled over the entire world. But when he was about to leave this dunya, so he made a wasiyat and he gave in that wasiyat one thing that in my coffin, in my coffin make some holes in there and stick my hands out and just put me on a flat board and carry me through. 
So now the person who he was dictating this wasiyat to, he wrote it down. And then he said, well okay, this is your wasiyat. There were a few other things as well there. He said, this is an amanat, obviously you are in confidence saying this to me now. It will only be then brought to the attention of everybody else when you live are dead. But can I ask the reason for this? Why are you asking for this to be done? This is a very strange thing. So he said, no, I want everybody to see. I ruled over the whole world, but I'm going empty-handed. I'm going to my grave empty-handed in terms of dunya. Dunya is not going to accompany me. I'm not taking one bit of this dunya to the grave. Yes, what will come is our iman and our amal, our righteous deeds, and what we invested for the akhirat. So now he's lamenting that how I wish, Allah now is giving us this message that look, don't get caught up in this, in this cycle of dunya where we forget Allah Taala. Allah has made dunya a means. And if that dunya is earned in a halal way, and it is used correctly, it is used in a way that earns Allah Ta'ala's pleasure. Used for one's needs, no problem. Used for even some permissible comforts and luxuries, no problem. Provided it is within the limits of the commands of Allah Ta'ala, Allah Ta'ala hasn't forbidden that. But where it crosses the line, where a person forgets Allah Ta'ala, or starts using it in a way that Allah Ta'ala has forbidden, then that is the big problem. And therefore, if it is used correctly, then Nabi Kareem said to us, Amr ibn As, How wonderful is halal wealth for a pious person, for a person who is Allah conscious, for a person who remembers that there's akhirat, there's a day of qiyamah, there's answerability, there's accountability, dunya is not the be all and end all. And he remembers that and he conducts himself in that manner that he earns the akhirat with that wealth then such a person, he'll make his dunya also, and he'll make his akhirat as well. Otherwise, when this mindset goes off, then the lines get blurred. Halal and haram now, there's no line left. Then everything is fine. It doesn't matter how a person goes about earning the dunya, whether it comes in the rightful manner, wrongful manner, whether it comes by oppressing somebody, whether it comes by snatching away somebody's one slice, to add to our whole loaf, doesn't matter how it goes about it. Now, this is a lesson that this surah is giving us and this, this, this particular ruku is giving us, this incident and this conversation is giving us that remember Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, remember akhirat and conduct ourselves in that way. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us tawfiq that we become conscious of Allah ta'ala in every matter of life and earn our risk also in a totally halal manner, in a way that will please Allah tabarak wa ta'ala and use it in a way also that Allah Ta'ala is pleased. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا عَنِ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ One announcement is inshallah tomorrow in this masjid from Asr to Isha. There will be a program for the youth. This is all for the same thing, to create the right mindset. If they grow up with the mindset of deen, that will carry them through their entire life in the correct manner. Inshallah we all make the effort to try and send our youth to this program from Asr to Isha. Inshallah we all benefit from this.